Jesus. I want to welcome you to Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And you're listening to a live service, and I pray that you are praying with me. You know, this is really a, uh, this is some turbulent times, and I'm not talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about spiritual warfare that is occurring. And so as we uh, go before the Lord this morning, you know, we need to lift our voices up and to magnify the Lord. And these are some familiar songs that are being sung. You know, when the enemy come at you, you got to sometimes throw back. And the best way to do that is by you uh, getting into the spirit of the Lord. So you got to press beyond what you're dealing with. So this song said, I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you.
one of those nights like I had. Maybe you're experiencing something right now, you know, that every day is not a howdy howdy. Every day is not the, the best day. There are some days that you need to just understand that you're in a warfare and you're going to fight back. That's why we put on the whole armor of God to protect us. We also carry a sword, our feet are shot with the preparation of the gospel and we wear the helmet of salvation, you know, because we know and understand that we are in a warfare. We're in a warfare and the enemy does not play fair. Understand that. He doesn't play fair and he's not going to bless your name, Jesus. Again, want to welcome you to, to uh, Sunday morning live. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Uh, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And we're yet in the stay at home. And, you know, you're listening to a live service, and I think you might be able to tell that now. You know, I, I'd laugh at myself sometime when we're in services because there are many services that whether live or not, there are bloopers, there are things that go on and, you know, and, but, but certainly it's all about giving God the glory. And I hope, and I pray that you are, and that is your mindset is to give the Lord glory. Amen. I, I have a question again, and I'm going to read some scriptures before this question, but uh, the Bible tells us in 2 Peter 3, 1 uh, through 3, it says, uh, this epistle, the second epistle, I beloved, I've written unto you uh, to both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this, that there shall come in the last days, we're in the last days, is going to be scoffers, walking after their own lust. One of the signs of the last days are scoffers, uh, criticizers, people that are walking after their own lust. And that includes people that once believed uh, that are now scoffers and are now walking after their own lust. And so the, the Revelation 13, 16, and 17 says, and he calls all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their hand or in their heads and that no man might buy or sell say he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And so my question to you is, are you ready to receive the Neuralink? Are you ready to receive the Neuralink? And, you know, uh, uh, right now, 2018, uh, it is just a well-known common thing in, in, uh, in Sweden that you can get a chip in your hand. And so you don't carry plastic. You don't have a need to carry uh, anything with you. You can just, uh, it's all downloaded into the chip and you just use the information that has now been implanted in your hand. Well, the United States, the U.S. Uh, uh, FDA has already approved uh, for the Neuralink, which is a chip that goes in your uh, underneath your in your skull, and so it's in your head. It's in your head, 
and it will carry all your information. And so are you ready to receive your chip? Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, um, I'm just saying, are you ready to receive yours? You know, uh, you may not be claiming that as being yours, but if you're not living a life that is unto Christ, you're not making a statement, but you're making a statement. Why would you subject yourself to uh, microscopic brain surgery instead of presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto your Lord? Now, that's going to be mandatory and people are going to be subject to that. And so just want to make you aware because there's a lot of things that are happening all around us that people are not aware of. Uh, they're not paying attention to the news. Oh, the news is so full of bad information. I don't want to watch the news. You better be abreast. You better be current on what's happening. And you can't be like an ostrich and put your head in the sand hoping that danger is going to pass by. Uh, and no, uh, you don't want to do that. And so um, this sixth day of September, we're talking about being rapture ready. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Uh, you're inside the pages. You're inside the pages. That's where we are. We're in the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursday, Acts of the Holy Ghost at 9 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, if you've missed any message, any of the messages, please visit our website, connectingtruth.org, and click God on Demand. There is a video uh, on our website that speaks louder than words, and, and I, you need to look at that. Uh, it is mind-stirring. It is a glimpse, a well uh, Produce glimpse of what is going to happen. And so uh, I, I want you to remember that in order to be rapture ready, uh, you must be, the Bible tells us that you must be uh, ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. You will not have time to put your shoes on. You will not have time to button up your shirt, pull your pants up. You will not have time to roll out of bed onto your knees and, and ask forgiveness or any of those things. It's not going to happen because everything that is that will happen, it will be in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. It will be in the moment and in the twinkling of the eye. Now, the Bible is the only authority and possesses the keys to salvation. Uh, Moses, Moses talked to God about his name in the book of life. So this is not a new subject, but it may be for some. It's a subject that has gone, it is evidence, it is something that has been existing and we are parallel to that. And so I want you to understand that your name must be in the Lamb's book of life. And there's, you can't do that after the moment and twinkling of an eye has occurred. It's too late to get your name in the book at that time. Now, there's somebody that may all want to argue that, uh, but we're not arguing any of the scripture or the word of God. Um, you prayerfully, you know, why would you wait until the tribulation period uh, when the Bible is te plainly telling us right now to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord at this moment? Not then, this moment. Why would you wait 
and continue in sin and do all that you that the grace of God may abound in your life. That you're taking a risk. You're taking a risk. You're not the thief on the cross. You're taking a risk. And it's a risk that you should not be taking. And Moses talked to the Lord about his name in the book of life. And he had uh, knowledge about a record that the elders and the people did not talk about. Now, Daniel also had knowledge of this, Malachi and the psalmist and uh, many other of the prophets, as well as our ministers today, because it has been made known. And so the pastor also, the pastors, the pastors have knowledge about this book. And, you know, I want to encourage you uh, in a particular area because when my overseer uh, took her rest, she also took an account of me unto the Lord. Now, not just me, but those that was in her watchful care, she took an account with her uh, to the Lord. And it's important that you allow your pastor to see you doing what is right. It's important for you for uh, to allow your pastor to see you repent of sin and to see you living a life that they can give a joyful account of. Uh, and so it's important uh, not only to be near, but in communication with your shepherd. Uh, the Bible tells us in Galatians 6 and 6, it says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all things. And then Hebrews uh, the 13th chapter and about the 16, 17 verse says, uh, but to do good and communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Obey them that have to rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your soul as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not grieve, for it is unprofitable for you. If the pastor is grieving over your behavior, that's not going to benefit you. If the pastor is not able to rejoice and, and give you a, a praise to bless you, that is not going to work to your benefit. And so we're talking about being rapture ready. We're talking about being saved. But so many people are not interested in their soul salvation. They're interested in things. And you need to understand that things are eaten up by termites. Things are eaten up by rust. Things become new today and it's old tomorrow. It may not even be tomorrow. As soon as you drive a car off the lot, it depreciates. And so everything is depreciating, but your salvation should be increasing. Your salvation should be increasing. And so uh, we're going into the book of Revelation, and I'm, I'm soliciting your prayers. Uh, you know, this morning, as I said, this was it was a turbulent night. And so uh, even driving to service and uh, you know how the enemy was fighting and, and, and just bombarding me this morning. And I'm just being transparent. I'm just letting you know because the ministers uh, are, uh, are in warfare. Ministers uh, have to fight uh, for even their own soul salvation. And to prepare a message to minister, the enemy sometimes fight. And now Daniel said that he had prayed a prayer unto the Lord and he was waiting for an answer. And when the, when the answer came, the, the messenger that brought the answer said, look, uh, the, uh, uh, the prince of Persia withstood me and the archangel had to come and rebuke the enemy in order to get the message to Daniel. So see, we're in warfare. We're in a fight for our lives and you need to take it seriously. You need to take it very seriously uh, as I take it seriously and others are taking it seriously because your soul salvation, you have one soul and save your soul. 
Uh, the Bible said that Peter told him, save yourself from this untorn generation. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and ask that you would go before us this morning. Bless your word, Lord God. Lord God, strengthen your servant, Lord God, and have your way. Lord Jesus, we just pray and ask that you would have your way this morning. Lord God, minister your word, Lord, according to thy will, in Jesus' name, amen. The Bible tells us over in Revelation, Revelation, the uh, first chapter, the first and the third verse, it says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John, who bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the word of the prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Now I need you to, to mark this because uh, the time is at hand. Now whether it is, uh, I know that there's been, we're closing another uh, decade, but the time is still at hand. It's still at hand. And the 13th and 9th verse says, if any man have an ear, let him hear. And so I want to, uh, present to you uh, this morning uh, about being rapture ready uh, that you enter God's divine will. In order to be rapture ready, you have to enter into God's divine will. Let me say that again. To be rapture ready, you must enter into God's divine will. Now, there's a difference between the divine will and his permissive will. And so many have been misled in believing that uh, his permissive will uh, uh, means that they have arrived. Listen, you have not arrived if you're not in his divine will. And so, uh, and that's not being arrogant, that's not thinking of putting yourself on a pedestal or anything like that. Uh, because all has sinned and come short of the glory of God, but he has given us a way into his divine will. And so many have been, been misled in believing the permissive will of God means that they have arrived. Now, understand something. Everyone benefits from his permissive will. The Bible tells us in Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 44 through 48, it says, but I say unto you, Love your enemy, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that they may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And so you need to understand that the permissive will of God allows the sun to rise upon those that are good and those that are not. The permissive will of God allow uh, the rain to come. And so therefore the harvest is fertilized, fed, water, and they benefit 
uh, monetarily, economically, and all of that, uh, just like you do. And so the benefit, they also receive love and just and gestures and different things from uh, their their associates, just like you do. And so that is the permissive will of God. And I'm not going too far into that, but I just want you to know the children of Israel were in the wilderness after being delivered. And in that, they did not enter into the divine providence in which God had for them. Uh, matter of fact, uh, they, re they benefited and they received manna from heaven. They received uh, cake. They received uh, bread. Uh, you know, the, the Lord allowed meat to fly in. They were in the permissive will of God. They were not in his divine will because they kept messing up. They kept doing things. They were catering to themselves. Now, permissive allows uh, is allowing or characterized by great or excessive freedom of behavior. And so we behave in our, you know, I can get away with that and I'll do that. And, you know, I can, I, don't tell me, I, uh, what is that saying? Um, uh, they, they used to say, do you boo? Boo, it's time to stop doing you uh, because that has gotten you nowhere. And so it's characterized as excessive freedom of behavior. Uh, when you live in the permissive, uh, when you live in the permissive, soon it becomes a uh, presumption. And so to be uh, presumption is an ideal uh, that is that it's OK to do that. You give yourself permission, you give yourself right. No matter what anybody says, you're going to do it. And that's not the, a, a very good mindset. And often it is used for the basis of other ideals, although those ideals are not sure or not absolutely. Uh, in other words, you didn't check with God to see if it was all right. You didn't check with God to see if it was all right to do it. And when we, the Bible tells us that we should acknowledge him. Did we acknowledge him? And the answer to that is no. Uh, many, uh, are, uh, uh, like a few others, realize this and we're praying. Now, everyone may not have arrived to this and it's the responsibility of us as ministers and, you know, the prophets, evangelists, the preachers, teachers, and different gifts that God has given into the church for the uh, exercising of his word and for the uh, uh, edifying of the body, uh, for the edifying of the body of believers to bring us into a certain area. And so you may not have realized this, whereas others have. And so the psalmist said, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright. And I shall be innocent from the great transgression. And he says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I don't want to live in a permissive. I don't want to presume anything, but I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight, Lord, because you're my redeemer. I want to line up with you. I want to line up and come into your will, which places me in your in the divine will. And so therefore, I'm able to abide in your presence. The Bible said, enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. You want to be one of the few. 
You want to be one of those that, that have lined up with and have entered into his divine will, not living by his permissive will. And so I want you to understand that God has called us into the divine, meaning we become uh, of his character. We change from fornicators. Uh, we change from uh, uh, whether it is heterosexual or homosexual. Uh, we're not fornicating anymore. Uh, whether you're an idol worshiper, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, feng shui, or magic crystals, just to name a few, we're not doing that no more because we're lining up with the divine will of God. Uh, we're coming into an area, uh, natural and spiritual adulterers uh, are line up with the word of God. Uh, whether it is infeminate, uh, meaning that there is an overwhelming of weakness, uh, God comes to give us strength so that we need to enter into his divine will, abusers of themselves. Now, let me be perfectly clear here that there's a difference in being manipulated. Some are manipulated, oppressed, even demon possessed. And so uh, they need to be delivered. And God is a deliverer. He's a deliverer of those that are uh, being manipulated, oppressed. You have to desire to be delivered. You have to cry out to be delivered. Don't let nobody shut you down and tell you to be quiet, uh, that God's not hearing all. Yes, he is. He's hearing every word that you say when you cry out to him. And so they need to be delivered because it is a fight for your life. You, you have to fight for your life. You have to fight for your life. Don't let nobody take you out, but fight for your life. Maybe you're in a relationship, a situation that you know is against the will of God. That situation is keeping you from entering into God's divine will. Remember, you want to be in the divine will, uh, not to be outside of God's will, not to be in the permissive will, not to give yourself permission. Your salvation is a fight. It is a fight. And you're not alone. Let me say that again. You're not alone in this fight. Uh, the Bible told us that when, when the Lord strengthened Peter, he said, Peter, when you become strengthened, when you've overcome some of the weaknesses and the, the mental, the emotional, the prejudice, the things that are in your life, when you overcome them, my God, thank you, Lord, strengthen the brethren. And, and so uh, each one of us, as we overcome uh, the different things that are in our lives, uh, yes, you're a believer. Yes, you're anointed. Yes, you're prayerful uh, and you're being strengthened. And as you become strengthened, uh, our responsibility is to strengthen those that have not arrived yet. So you're not alone. You're not alone in your fight. Oh, bless your Lord God. Sin binds us. It traps us into a particular mindset and it holds us captive. But you need to understand God is there. Uh, uh, you know, we have we have a saying that uh, when we look at the situation, when we look at things that are going on, we have two words. But God, you need to uh, understand that you need to put that in part of your vocabulary to say, but God, when things are going wrong. Uh, but God, now I'm not talking about the things that we produce and, and place upon ourselves, but I'm talking about when you're fighting for your life. I'm talking about when you when you're doing all that, you know that lines up with the word of God, then you have a right to say, but God, God's going to intervene. No matter what the enemy might do, or no matter what the enemy might try, try to do to stop it, but God, I'm going to go to God. I'm going to talk to God about it. I'm going to lay my heart out to God. I'm not going with some pre-written prayer. I'm not going, but I'm just going to say, and it might just wind up being one word, help. 
it might just be that one word because there's nothing else that will express whatever is going on in my heart that I need to express so that God can, can work it out. But God, it's impossible to carry the weight of a permissive mind into the kingdom of God. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. If you have a permissive mind, you're not going to enter in. Bless your name, Jesus. Uh, there was five women that found out they couldn't enter in. They had a permissive mind. Uh, their mind said that, that they had enough. Their mind said it don't take all of that. Their mind said I can do it later. And when the bride, when the bridegroom came, uh, five that didn't say that, five that had entered into the divine will, they understood and said, wow, let's see. Now I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Bless you, Lord God. Uh, I think the bridegroom would appreciate me being fully prepared. I think the bridegroom would appreciate if my lamp is filled. I think the bride, because he can see me then. Oh, bless you, Lord God. When my lamp is filled, it's illuminating. And because it is so illuminated, he's going to like what he see because he's going he's gonna to see that my garment has not been spotted up. He's going to see that I have kept myself chaste as a virgin. I stopped doing the things that I used to do and the things that I knew that was going to be bad habits, that were going to be habitual in nature, that was going to cause him to dislike I set them to the side and I discipline myself. I want him to see all of that. So I, I'm going to carry enough oil so that it illuminates me. So that I don't even have to say, Lord, here I am because he sees me already. See, that's the, that's the mindset of the divine. But when it's the permissive, when it's the permissive, then I get stuck in, well, I don't take all, well, you know, I got a little butter from the popcorn that I was eating, up, but he's not going to see that, you know, and my garment's a little wrinkled because I done laid it, instead of me occupying till he come, I done laid all over the place and my garment is a little wrinkled now and, you know, uh, you know, I, I have a little time to iron it out before he come, uh, you know, and, and oh, my, oh, that, that, that cherry coconut spilled a little, there's a spot there, mm. I'll go and get me some spray and wash and, you know, but while they went, while they were gone to go and do that, listen, it, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God with a permissive mindset. The permissive will cater to the flesh and it, and it only looks for immediate gratification. Whereas the divine is about the will of God, which is concerned, understand this, the will of God is concerned about both the natural man and the spiritual man. The Bible tells us in John, the third chapter, excuse me, third, three, John 3, the third chapter of John, <laughs> the first verse says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Well, man, I, I don't know. Listen, that remember, I said that the Lord uh, told us, told the ministers, uh, as he told Peter, when you're strengthened, strengthen the brethren. There's somebody that may need some natural training. Uh, those of you that know how to pass a job interview, uh, you help someone else if they will listen. Uh, those that may be, have a certain skill. And there are some brothers or sisters that want to learn that skill. If they're willing to spend the time and the dedication, then there is a way to be taught on how that will help you even in your natural. 
There's a saying that says, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach that man how to fish, then he'll be able to eat for many days. Now, you guys are familiar with that. But the point is, is God is concerned about in the divine. He's concerned about both the natural and the spiritual. And there is a way of sustaining both so that the natural man, the physical man, is therefore not pulling down and bringing weight upon the spiritual man because of the needs that they have. Discipline. It requires a dedication. It requires a discipline. The permissive will says, I don't know about, whereas the divine will says, study to show yourself approved, discipline. The divine will says, the diligence shall bear rule, discipline. The divine will says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Uh huh. Uh, and, and it's impossible for God to lie. Listen, the permissive will allow you to prosper even if your soul is not prospering. Remember, I mentioned about them being in the wilderness, they ate. In the wilderness, they had food to eat. In the wilderness, their clothes didn't tear up. In the wilderness, they actually saw the miracle and the power of God. However, none of them entered into the promised land with the exception of two. The originals that left the exception of two. Why? Because they had a different spirit. The Bible said that Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. They left from the permissive. You know, you need to look around at the people that you need to look around and observe others because you learn a lot. And I believe that Joshua and Caleb looked at what other people were doing and said, my God, I don't know what words they may have used, but this is just me. My God, uh, look at what they're doing. Look at the look at the response of God to their actions. I'm not going to do that. And that's what you have to do. You have to look at what what the enemy has done and say, man, if, if that got you kicked out of heaven, I'm not going to do that. Sin messed you up. Pride messed you up. Oh, my God. And, and, and look, it, even those that followed you wind up losing their spot, too, and can never be restored. There are people that that are, have followed others. And, you know, that we used to have a saying at one time, you can hit some hit something one time and it, the game over. One time is all it takes. You can mess up one time and that's it. You don't have a second chance. You need to look at what others have done and say, man, I'm not going to do that because the end result of that is not good. It's not good. Listen, you get rewards and desires for uh, and have nothing later. The permissive will allows you to prosper and get those things now, but there's nothing later. Huh. I saw them and I heard them and gave thanks unto the Lord. Yes, you did. You heard them give thanks unto the Lord. You heard them give God praise for, uh, you know, the football player kneels down and I'm not saying anything against uh, anybody. I don't know their personal lives, but I'm just giving you an example. Because the because somebody says, I thank God for this doesn't mean that they're in his divine will. That just means that they're obeying the, uni the universal command that says, uh, give thanks unto him. It, it, they're obeying, let everything they have breath give thanks unto the Lord. It doesn't mean that they are lined up, that they're walking in the divine will of God. Hmm. It doesn't mean that they are, are practicing sanctification. And in order to enter into the divine will, you have to practice you have to practice sanctification in order to be saved. Listen, 
Some refer to the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God as being the same. Hmm. We're talking about entering into his will. We're talking about entering and being rapture ready here. And so uh, some uh, refer to the kingdom of heaven as the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven are the principles that govern us as citizens. Now, these principles must be embraced now. You, you have to embrace the principles of God now. You can't embrace them later. You can't embrace them after the moment in the twinkling of an eye. These principles must be embraced. Whereas the kingdom of God represents his complete dominion and authority to rule by those principles. The disciples asked Jesus if he was going to establish his kingdom. Uh, will you be overthrowing the Roman rule and their authority? Will you be overthrowing their government at this time? The Lord told them he, he literally ignored uh, their question and said, go back to Jerusalem and wait until you endure with power. If you have been inside the pages with us, then you may recall the angel of the Lord. Uh, after they had received the power of God, uh, the angel of the Lord, they were in jail for using the power, the authority that God had given them to overcome the works of the enemy. See, the work of your natural, the, the natural man that we look at so often uh, listen, you, don't worry about trying to overcome that individual, overcome the spirit that may be using that individual, overcome the spirit that is at work, that is influencing the spirit that is in the atmosphere, overcome that enemy. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord God. And so they had overcome. There was an enemy that had someone bound and that enemy was a health impact and they healed the man and they were put in jail after they identified, after they witnessed and said, look, we did this in the name of Jesus. And they preached Jesus Christ. That's what we're preaching, Jesus Christ. And they preached Jesus Christ and him crucified and him rising again. And they didn't like it. And so they told them, don't do it no more. And they put them in jail and the angel of the Lord released them from the jail that they were in. So and told them to go and tell the people about this life, expose the people to the principle and the authority of God. Let the people know that you're in this present world, interacting with the rulers of society. And but you're called to live simultaneously. You have a simultaneous knowledge with, of the existence of God and his divine will. Now, this is a very small piece of it. The Bible tells us in Romans 20, 23, it says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. And their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and birds, four-footed beasts, and creepy things. The Bible tells us that the first man of this earth, Adam, uh, the second man is the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven. As are earthly, such are they also that are earthly. And, uh, and as the heavenly, such are those also that are heavenly. 
And as we are born the image of the earthly, so we shall bear the image of the heavenly. That's if we are in his divine will. Then we're going, sons, uh, that we know that when he appeared, we're going to be like him. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither do corruption and corruption. Bless your Lord God. And, and so behold, I show you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but shall be changed in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye at the trump of God. Uh, for the trump shall sound and the dead shall rise incorruptible and then we shall be changed. Your spirit man is not going to be changed. That's why you have to enter into his divine will right now. The spirit man will not be changed, but the physical man, he's speaking about the physical man, shall be changed. The corruptible will put on incorruption. John said, I, I John, also your brethren and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the aisles that was on the aisle uh, called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Uh, in other words, John was had been witnessing and talking about the power of God and the people did not like it. Everybody is not going to want to hear and, and want to obey what is being said, but those that will, uh, those that are willing. Uh, and so it comes at a price. It comes at a, uh, a fight. And so John was placed on the Isle of Patmos uh, for the tribulation uh, to, to deal with the situation on, uh, by himself. That was their way of getting rid of John. And so while he was there, the Lord gave him a vision. And in that vision, John is relaying back to us what the Lord had to say. God knows how to encourage us in the time of spiritual tribulation. Tribulations that are a result of doing his will. A tribulation that has come about because we have moved from the permissive and into the divine. And so if you've ever been in trouble before, and, and you know, I've been in trouble before, and I'm sure that you have too, because of not listening. And so we have to suffer through the results of our behavior. Uh, only, uh, and the only great encouragement was that we might obtain mercy from God. And so uh, during that time, uh, John was not on the aisle because he was doing wrong. Uh, he was not on the aisle for uh, committing adultery. He was not on the aisle for, for idol worship. He was not uh, because of infeminate behavior. He was not on the aisle because of disobeying the word of God. But he was there as a, because of the testimony that he uh, gave, that he stood. He stood for God. And that's what we have to do. We have to stand for God. Uh, no matter what, hell or high water, we got to stand for God. And so he lined up with the word of God. And while he was there, God took care of him. Uh, when we line up with his will, trouble might come. Tears might come. Fears may come. But there's God. And so God was there. We don't know the uh, how John was. He said he entered into the spirit on the Lord's day. But, uh, but as John was being taken, I'm sure he had faith in God. But we don't know as a natural man what he may have had to overcome uh, in his journey there. The Bible tells us that the revelation of Jesus Christ was given to him to show unto us, to show to his service, to show to the churches of Asia. And as it spread, the gospel spread out what must shortly come to pass. Now, God looked at this as being shortly. And to, 
and submit and and he signed off on it by by giving it to John. In other words, John lived long enough to deliver the message personally. John did not throw a bottle, did not write a note on the Isle of Patmos, make a, a leaf note, throw it, put it in a bottle and throw it in the water for others to find. But when he made it back, when he delivered the message, when he bared record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, he said, blessed is he that readeth. You got to spend some time reading the word of God. And those that hear, you got to listen to the words of prophecy. You got to listen to the preacher, in other words, and keep those things that are written therein. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. It's not just for you to listen to the minister. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, don't just listen to Pastor Carl. Don't just listen to me, but get in the word of God and read it for yourself. Because whatever I minister, whatever I am speaking should line up with the word of God. And that goes for any and everyone that say they are ministering, that they are speaking prophetically, that they have a rhema word. If it does not line up with the word of God, run. Get away from them. Bless your Lord Jesus. That's why. Oh, 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 oh thank you, Lord. Listen, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things, keep those things that are written therein. For the time is at hand. What's at hand? The time is at hand. Time is winding up. Time is winding up. Look at it. Look at what's going. Judgment in the land. God's going to move his hand. That used to be the, the lyrics of a song that was sung. But I need you to understand. Time is why we see the signs of the time. The Bible said that the love of many would wax cold. That's one of the signs of the time. Now, people are, are protesting. People are walking around and, and they're saying, when are we going to get justice? Let me tell you something. There will never be 100 percent. Because everyone is not lining up with the word of God. 100 percent. You've got to line up with the word of God. I like how someone told me one day, they said, you're responsible for washing your face. You can't make anyone do anything, but you can wash your face. You can wash your hands. And above all, please wash your heart. You're responsible for your actions. And until the, the until what happens on the inside, until the change has occurred on the inside, there will not be a permanent change on the outside. Now, we all know that. I, I, I believe that even with common sense, we understand that. Let alone talking about the spiritual, where our hearts must be converted. Uh, our minds must be transformed, be transformed by the removal. You cannot enter into the divine will without the mind being transformed. That is a process. It's a process. It is not a permissive process. It's a it's a will. I'm willing. I am willing to obey the word of God. Maybe no one told you this before today. About the divine will of God is where you must be. Some was told believe in God. And have faith in God without taking any other actions. Listen, without actions work. Belief in God without those actions means nothing. It only says that you believe and believe is not uh, belief is not a legitimate relationship. No, it's not a legitimate relationship. 
And so we need to put our confidence in the Lord. We need to put our confidence back where it it has been. And if you've never been told this, if it's never been brought to your attention, you need to line up with his divine will. It's important that we're in the will of God. Listen, if you're not in a church of truth or power, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, you're not in the will of God yet. And that's not a put down. It's just saying that you need to take the step. We wash our clothes. We wash our dishes. We wash everything. But what about your soul? Have your sins been remitted in Jesus' name? Have you had the detergent, the blood applied? You know, we need to apply the word of God like an ointment. We need to apply it liberally, uh, you know, in our lives and so that God can work. We need the remedy that God has set up for us. We're going to go before the Lord in, in prayer as we come to a, a close of this service, you know, um, but I want you to be encouraged that you can be ready. You can enter. It don't matter what you've done. You can enter into the divine will of God. And that's what the Lord wants you to do. He wants you to enter into his divine will. He wants you to line up. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to line up with his word. And that's what I'm praying about. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless the listeners. Lord God, those that have heard the word this morning, those that will hear it in the future, Lord God, that you would bless them to line up with your word, line up in your will. Lord God, that we should all be obedient. We all must obey your word, Lord God, and we acknowledge that. Help us, Lord God, and give us insight, Lord Jesus, to live safe unto you. Lord God, to, to walk in the commitment and the vows that we have made before you and among your people in Jesus' mighty name. Touch those that are sick in their body, those that are not feeling well, but they're listening. Lord God, I ask that you would bless them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, raise them up if it's your will. Lord God, and most of all, prepare our hearts to stand in your presence. You said that, uh, that we must be holy. And that's your will is for us to be holy because you're holy. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Lord God, help us to surrender ourselves unto you, Lord God, and that we be found pleasing in your sight. Amen. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church in the Southern California area, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. As we are yet in the stay-at-home order, you know, when that's lifted, we look forward to seeing you and having a good fellowship with you as we have fellowship with the Lord. And until then, don't hold nothing back from the Lord. Don't hold nothing back from him, but bless the Lord with all your might and your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll be back on Tuesday, the book of Ezekiel, the 27th chapter of Ezekiel. Amen.